You know how sometimes you see something and you just have to share it with someone? What is it about that content that makes you absolutely incapable of moving on until you share it? That's the topic of today's episode, how to create contagious content. Okay, here's the show. Welcome to More Than A Few Words, a marketing conversation for business owners. MTFW is part of the digital toolbox from Roundpeg, and this is your host, Lorraine Ball. And today, you guys are in for a real treat. I get asked so often, how do you get content to go viral? How do you get millions of people to pay attention to the things you're saying online? Well, I don't have all the answers, but I'm pretty sure my guest does. Andrea Brianna is the founder and CEO of Rebel Mouse. And Rebel Mouse is a better platform for brands and new media companies. This company has built two of the biggest new media companies to date. And my guess is you're really familiar with one, the Dodo. You've seen those animal videos on Facebook? These guys are the brains behind the Dodo and Axios, which powers United Airlines Hub. Before launching Rebel Mouse, Andrea was the CTO of Huffington Post. And she's also on the Consumer Advisory Board for American Express and an advisor to Lair Hippo Ventures. Andrea, welcome to the show. Thank you so much for having me. Andrea, as I have been poking around the Rebel Mouse platform, I go down all these rabbit holes on all these different things that you can do and all the things you can talk about. Today, I'd really love to dive into this topic of contagious content. But first, tell folks a little bit about Rebel Mouse. Uh, thank you. So we, we're a creative agency and a platform. And what we love to work on is big pop culture projects, things that are household names, like working with United Airlines or creating Axios and the Dodo. I was CTO of Huffington Post before. But we have learned all these things to make it efficient for smart people to be savvy at lower cost and act the way that the giants do and have technology they have and the strategies to make it work. So smaller scale media companies and brands with a blog, if there's a genuine commitment to content and there's a business around it, then we can help that business flourish. And it's through website technology and strategy to maximize distribution across social and search and all the ways that we find content. Awesome. At the end of the show, we are going to have a link to your site so folks can learn more about Rebel Mouse and what you do. And I'm going to also encourage them to follow you guys on Twitter at Rebel Mouse. That's how we connected originally. And I've really enjoyed chatting back and forth with whoever's running the Twitter account for your brand. That is Anne, who is lovely. She just moved from Austin to London. We have 60 people in 27 countries. That is so amazing because in this day and age, people really can be anywhere. Absolutely. It's really cool. It is. Okay. So now folks know a little bit about you. They can check out your background. I want to make this podcast go viral. I want I want contagious content. What do I do? Where do I start? What the heck does that mean? Well, first, let's go to what it means. It means that when you show it to some people that a high percentage of those people find it necessary to share it with a bunch of other people. And so there's viral quotients that work for this um, to describe this. That's what it is. And it's obviously on the internet, it happens many, many times a day. 
And it's changed our culture in society quite a bit. Understanding how it works and why it works and how to create it, I think, is, a, is very interesting. You can also spend a lot of time thinking about and discussing the impact and how to make that positive. But for now, I think that's the first is just starting with what it is. Does that make sense so far? It really does. And if I could focus in on one word or one phrase that you used in the definition, which really resonated with me, is this idea that it is content that some people will find valuable. And it is that idea of maybe acknowledging that lots of people are going to ignore it, but if you really hit home with some people, they're going to feel compelled to share and share again. Yes, that's true. And it leads us to the next thing when you think about contagious media is you have to think about why do people share? And MIT did a lot of studies and they're right about everything they name. And they're really boring. They're like, we share to show our influence, which makes sense. Like I'm on top of Google and I saw they have a new search ranking algo. And so I share it to everyone to show that I'm in the know. You do stuff for affinity between each other to reinforce a relationship. So someone I love looking for a new job and I promote them and I'm just building relationships through a lot of that. But when something really goes viral, what MIT missed is that there's an inability to move on. So I call it ITMO, I-T-M-O, the inability to move on. The easiest way to explain it is just that it's built into human, who we are as humans. If you think about that moment when you smell horrible milk, <laughs> someone's nearby you. Why is it that to move on, you offer the milk first? Smell this. And it's, it's when you start to track all these things, there is a lot of stuff that when we see, for some reason as humans, we just can't move on until we've shared it. Oh, wow. You've got this idea that there are just things that people have to tell somebody. You, you got to pick up the phone and call your girlfriend. You have to share it with somebody. How do you as a business figure out and tap into that very human emotion of that inability to move on? So that's the next thing. So now you're, we've, we're, we define what it is and like, okay, the why and how it works. So now how do you create it? I think the, the thing I learned, I did a project in grad school. It's where I met Jonah Peretti, who's the founder and CEO of BuzzFeed. And he's an investor in Rebel Mouse. And he brought me into HuffPost as the early CTO. But in this project, Dog Island, it was a it was a hoax. We were playing with contagious media as a research project. And then we pretended it's an island you can send your dog to live free forever. And there's an island of just dogs, and we made it all very realistic. It makes it easy to understand that the, the quadrants, and these are the viral quadrants. If we had video or a screen share, you could imagine one of these, like, it's a chart graph, and so there's quadrants. Mm -hmm. On the top is belief, and on the bottom is disbelief. On the right is love, and on the left is hate. If you take Dog Island as an example, it just makes it really easy to understand. People actually loved Dog Island and believed it was true. Thousands of dogs. We had a little submit your dog form where you mm. put a photo. Thousands of people said, I love my dog so much, but I know she'll be happier on Dog Island. 
literally loved it to the point of follow-up email da, da, that sharing it you have to see this is where you should we should send the talk <laughs> <laughs> there were there were people then obviously who hated it and believed it was real how irresponsible of you to have all these dogs on the island this is, this is a terrible idea and and we played with this as part of the research project. DNS was registered to Han Fei and Zhao Min. And if you Google them, they own a dog meat factory in Korea. Oh. And so we built a sinister plot. But then we defended like we would answer emails and say, it's true we used to own that. But now we feel so bad about all that that we're building a better thing to atone for it. <laughs> more earlier years in my life anyway <laughs> oh i love this okay but people hated it so much like petitions were started to stop dog island <laughs> you know we were like oh my god look at this petition going viral <laughs> then people didn't believe it was true and surprisingly and 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 the easiest to deal with and, and identify with for us were people who knew it was a hoax, but they loved it. And they were like, oh, my God, you got to see this. And they'd send it to everyone. This is so LOL. And it was easier to yeah. identify them. I had a, a friend at grad school walk up to me and, and say, you've got to stop the project. You've got to bring Gong Island down. And he knew it was a hoax. He hated it. And it was like, Jake, what's going on? My wife doesn't sleep at night. She feels so guilty about our dog. Oh, my God. <laughs> you can't do this. So there's your quadrants. And when something goes viral, what happens is a very high percent, sometimes everyone, what happens is everyone goes to an extreme quadrant. At the middle of the quadrant, in the center of everything, is boring. There's no passion. Boring, who cares? Nobody loved it. Nobody hated it. Nobody believed. Nobody disbelieved. It just moved on. It's 99% of the internet. If you can tap into one of those quadrants, I mean, it's great if you can tap into all of them, but if you can tap into one, you get real passion. My theory is that you can't tap into just one. Got it. Either, and that's why people end up back at boring because you work on something and three people love it and believe in it. And they're like, this is amazing. And I, and one person says, I don't think this is very good at all. And someone says, I think this is just terrible. And then you tone it down, bring it down, bring it down, bring it down. And you lose what was going to make it viral. So you have to have something you want to stand for and believe in because it's going to be painful at times when something goes viral. We see a terrible fallout for people who are like young and have something go viral on them. What happens is that it's hit heartstrings for humans and the, the amount of hate and disbelief that is generated, it is something that you have to be prepared for. But when you know and it's okay, you're making a stance. For a brand, it might be saying we're pro-LGBT. Mm -hmm. And you know you're going to lose your fanatical evangelical right. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. But, but we're going to make a stand on it. I was very proud of Taylor Swift as a transgender person when she came out and said, you know, I have this huge country audience mm -hmm. that I was built on. Mm -hmm. But I don't care what their reaction is. I'm going to yeah, stonewall and singing in the bar. Mm -hmm. 
What we think is that brands are media companies. And what we know about media companies is that they have to have a clear voice. You have to stand for something. So for companies, it's to figure out personally, individually, what is that passionate thing that made you start your business? Mm -hmm. And reconnect to those things that really are the most interesting parts and pull on things knowing it's the heartstrings that you're that you're aiming for. And when it's genuine, then you'll be proud of it. And you're also going to stir the emotion because you're you are, you're avoiding that dead zone in the center, accepting the fact that there are going to be people out there that are going to oppose you, but a hundred percent of people are not your market. I think this really goes back to your first point, that idea that you're putting content out there that some people will love. Yeah. And you wish that some people could fanatically love it and the others could ignore mm-hmm. it. But the truth is, if you go con- really contagious and it's organic and people are sharing it, you're going to have some people actively hating it. Mm-hmm. And and sometimes that even begins in the project and in the company. Yeah that you have someone in the company that says, we should not be doing this. Mm-hmm. Oh, <laughs> yes. I, I, I do remember those days. I, I did that with an advertising campaign back in my corporate days and did something that made perfect sense for the demographic we were going for. And all of our management thought the campaign was horrible. And I said, but you're not our customer. Yeah. You know, you are not a Midwestern housewife. So- Shut up. Yes, I know. It's, uh, it's, it, it, it's annoying when those things happen. One thing we found that's useful to set up for the creative process to work and get approval in the company is to give a similar speech in the beginning. Mm-hmm. Make sure everyone understands that the easiest thing we can do here together is be boring. Mm-hmm. Also the most likely thing we're going to do. So let's try to rise above it and do something remarkable and worth talking about. And that puts people more in the mood to like, okay, do a little more with it. Otherwise, they're just like, it's just going to get back to boring and meaningless. Absolutely. Andrea, this is fabulous. This is such an interesting topic. And I could totally talk to you all day long, but both, both of you, <laughs> have, both, both you and I have stuff to do. So thank you again. We'll, we'll have a link to Rebel Mouse. I hope folks will check you out and learn more about all of your adventures. Thank you so much for having me. It was a pleasure uh, talking with you. If you have enjoyed today's conversation, if you'd like to learn more about all topics marketing, be sure to check out our blog at roundpeg.biz and look for more than a few words wherever you listen to podcasts. Listen to two. They're short. This has been another episode of More Than A Few Words. Thanks for listening.